Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Millennial Mirrors, a discussion on millennial life in the Middle East. Our episode today is titled, The Struggle is Real, and it's about instant gratification. A large portion of the millennial population has been somewhat conditioned to constantly being rewarded, validated, and happy with what they do. And this is something that we can't entirely blame them for. It is a result of the world we live in today that has left them with this sense of entitlement. Entitlement to success, entitlement to recognition, entitlement to love, without having to put in the work or having the patience to earn any of it. Uh, who of us doesn't have a sibling, cousin, or friend who is just sitting on their butt, waiting for the world to hand them things, and then playing the victim when it doesn't? Now, to talk to us about the struggle and the journey you need to go through to have longer-lasting impact and change your life is a gastronomist, travel writer, and entrepreneur, Talal Rashid. Welcome, Talal, to the podcast. Thank you, Mshari. I really like the topic. Very, very interesting. Thank you. Yes. So I find your story really fascinating. Can you tell the audience a bit about where you started out career-wise and how you shifted and got to where you are today? Yes. You know, I thought my choices are very limited. So I've started business and I thought, okay, it's a good thing because it makes money. We think mm-hmm. that that's what we should be doing after we finish school. That's what everybody tells us, how much you're going to earn, how successful you will look, how proud your family will be. So I thought, okay, uh, according to my grades in high school, What I can't do is just business. I can't go higher. (laughs) So I studied accounting in Kuwait University. And while I was studying, I was really thinking where I won't be able to work, not Mm. where I will be able to work. I was really eliminating uh, work environments and places that I can't. For example, banks, even though I was studying accounting, I knew I can't work in a bank. That helped me a lot to reach where I am now. You need to eliminate a lot of the things and the places and the careers that you don't want to do if you mm. don't know what exactly you want to do. That's and we, we never point. know what we want to be. We think we know mm-hmm. when we are young, uh, as we think we know a lot of things, but yeah. we don't. Later, after you finish school, after you really see the world, the, the working uh, field, you, you realize, no, this is not what I like. This is not what I want to do, be doing every day. This is. So I knew I didn't want a bank. I knew I didn't want a lot of things. So when I finished school, I got a job in uh, a government agency in Kuwait organization. Uh, It's a uh, non-profit organization. So I did it for the purpose that they are working for, which is helping the world. And but deep inside, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But I thought, okay, this is amazing. At least it's good for humanity. Really, I thought this was my kind of social responsibility part of my life. Let me do at least two, three years in this place. If I like it, I'm going to keep doing it. If not, Mm -hmm. I will leave. First week, I'm like, no, this is not what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. But I've stayed two years and a half there thinking, researching what I want, what I'm good at, what is it that I can do. And uh, after two years and a half, I went into investment banking. Mm -hmm. It seemed charming and prestigious. But when I went into it again, I'm like, no, this is not very, very, very... uh, creative. Uh, the world was hit, heading the other way, actually, right. uh, from investment banking and money. You yeah. know, then the financial crash yeah. happened we exactly. We all remember that. <laughs> the same year I joined investment banking. I was, that was 2008. This is exa- July. Uh, on August, Lehman's brother crashed and then oh, people wow. started to say investment banking is over. And I'm like, I just started my career in investment banking. Uh, this is not a good sign. But it was a good <laughs> sign, actually, because it meant Mm-hmm. me looking for the next step, which was only after six months. I left the investment banking, went into real estate, but out abroad. It was my first experience abroad in Canada. 
Okay. So some investor had a big land there, needed someone to work on it. So I went there, and while I was working on the real estate development, part of my job, I was always going out and eating out because, you know, Toronto is very multicultural. There were restaurants from all over the world, and this is when I realized that I love food and I love eating out and I love the hospitality part of it, not just the food, not just the gastronomic culinary part, also the service. Okay. I care how the management is happening in the restaurant, how the service is, how the waiter is dressed, why they mm. speak this way. For some reason, it's in me, even though I haven't studied it. And uh, uh, my colleague there in Canada also saw that. So he was like, you know, if you do something with food, you will really be successful. You know, it stayed in my mind for the two years I've been uh, living in Canada. Mm -hmm. Finished the project, came back to Kuwait with some money because it was a big project. So I was like, okay, I think I've done enough. Now I want to do something I love. I want to do something that I'm good at, that I will not feel bored from, that I wake up every morning feeling that this is not a job. This mm -hmm. is something I love, but still it has to make money because I'm, I'm not very comfortable financially. You need to make your own money. So right. I changed my career. All After right. consulting some friends and thinking here and there, I thought, okay, let me go to hospitality. So I went and studied in Switzerland, mm -hmm. hospitality, and I thought, okay, let me start properly. If I'm going to go into this career, I have to at least have the educational background. It wasn't necessarily the best step because I spent a lot, mm -hmm. but now I'm getting uh, the return because when you study, people respect you. When you have the academic background, even for a year or two, not necessarily your bachelor degree, just, you know, a course or, or, or a diploma, right. people will trust you more. And I see this now because okay. when they hear that I've studied this, they're yeah. like, okay, okay, we have to listen to him and he knows what he's doing, which is true. You mm. get something out of school, definitely. Then you get the contacts. I have great mm. network because the school is international. So I have friends from Guatemala to Indonesia to Europe to Africa. To, and this year only I'm invited for four weddings. Oh, wow. They, they are all my classmates. So <laughs> I, I went to one in France, Toulouse. Tomorrow I'm flying to Sicily for another wedding. And then on November to uh, Colombia. So they're all, all great my, locations my for weddings. <laughs> they're all my classmates. So, and, and then imagine also the business opportunities you can create with such people. So it, it, it widens your horizons and, and you see things more and you know more because they are insiders. They are from those countries. So it helping, it's helping me a lot with, that, with what I'm doing now, which we're coming to. After I finished the hotel school, I've, I've worked and trained in a few hotels mm -hmm. and eventually a restaurant in Dubai. This is when I moved to Dubai. It was supposed to be three months in a restaurant. Okay. It became five years. It's my fifth year in Dubai because the restaurant... Uh, extended my contract from three months to one year, and mm -hmm. I got promoted from a waiter to a receptionist to a guest relation to a PR. Okay. And throughout the months in the restaurant, I uh, made my uh, social media account public. Mm -hmm. It was private before for my friends and family. And my friends told me, open it, make it public. It's a very nice. You're showing us restaurants in Dubai. We need to know what's there, mm -hmm. hidden gems. So yeah, I know yeah. more now, not necessarily operations, but more about service quality. I can compare between hotels and restaurants. I can compare between this country and another country. So you I'm do learning, consulting, right? For yes, hotels and which turned into consultation now, especially in marketing PR. Yeah. So everything came together. Amazing. You know, with the social media coming up as the most effective way of our marketing now. Right. So yeah, so, that's it. I know it's a kind of long... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> so how long, just for the listeners who lost track of the number of years, how many years was it from graduating with a degree in accounting to where you are now. Okay. I finished 2006 okay. school. 
So 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, I've done the jobs I've told you about. Yeah, yeah. And then 2011, I've joined the school right. for one year, finished 2012. So let's say from 2013, I officially started my career in hospitality and I opened my social media account. I don't want to call it a career, yeah. uh, but it's a very important platform through which I get to meet a lot of my business partners and my followers who I right. who consider me their kind of guide for was it hard for you to food. was it hard for you to kind of go and work as a waiter and as a host and stuff like that in a restaurant considering mm. the fact that I mean <laughs> in the region yes yes and you know for some reason I didn't feel any uh, problem with that actually okay. I was so proud of it because I knew deep inside me that unless you go through such low low tier Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say law in terms of law class. No, I, I, at all. It's a very, very... But the starting point. Yeah. 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 I'm talking about payment-wise, yeah. uh, talking about responsibility-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to start that uh, From small, the ground up. From the ground up. Yeah. yeah. So that you understand the feeling of those people doing such jobs. You understand the in and outs. You understand all the details. It's a lot of details. I mean, and I think that really helped you now in your consulting absolutely. because you know, you understand the intricacies of the day in and the day out. But yes. I mean, I, as someone who grew up in Kuwait, I mm. understand how society views, unfortunately, people that work in the service industry. So, I mean, I applaud you for the bravery of like being like, you Thank know what, you. this is what I want to do. And I'm actually going to start from the ground up. You know and what, I want to learn Shari, I'll be very honest with yeah. you. I've never, ever considered society. When, when I took my when I made any decision in my life, really, for okay, some reason, I, I was just I don't know, my parents maybe somehow instilled this in me. I, I never had this pressure because mm. I always knew that people are different. Right. And uh, our society uh, is new and young. Mm. And it's not necessarily the benchmark for success or for best best choices. They need to learn. We still need to learn a lot. If there is any society that I would uh, look at when making decisions in my life, it won't be our society. With all my respect, it's it's not disrespect for them. But it is a young society. We Mm. are making the society now. We are changing it. It's not the other way. We should influence the society. We should reshape it. We should reform it. We should not allow it to uh, do that to us because it's young. Right. Uh, and and inexperienced. No, and, it's a very uh, interesting and, point. And this is why I never thought. I knew this point. I know this uh, fact, and I I lived based on it. To me, it was okay. okay to leave my family and live in Canada. To me, it was okay to come and live in Dubai. To me, it was okay to work as a waiter. To me, it was okay to open my social media account and be public. Right. I never thought what would those people think or not, okay. because uh, it is something very weak to uh, base your decisions on. Very good point. So what would you say has been the hardest part of your journey so far? You know what? Sometimes things seem very right to you. Mm-hmm. Really, you just know that this is the right thing. Once you're honest with yourself, mm. fully honest with yourself, nothing is hard. Once it's very hard for you to lie to yourself, very hard for you. And once you understand the predicaments of of lying to yourself and 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 pretending that things are fine and no this is the as long as my family is happy then I should be happy as long as my then you then it's very dangerous I I know that I should be honest with myself so mm. it was easy so the priority was me what okay. I feel how I feel uh, because no one will uh, take uh, the burden that you're gonna carry if you live the way that you don't want right. one day in your life you will regret 
and, and regret will come suddenly. Yeah. It will fall uh, on your head from the sky so fast and so hard, and it will be very, very, very difficult for you to to uh, unfeel it. I would say right. it will stay there because time runs, and it's only one life, and it's only few opportunities and uh, there is no time to even feel scared or feel that it's going to be difficult. So how do you deal with failure? I'm sure along this journey there were times where you failed. How do you deal with that? You know, I look at failure in a very different way. Mm-hmm. To me, failure is, it has to be near death experience. Okay. Anything else is not failure. I okay. mean, there is no big deal. Again, you know what? It depends also on uh, on on uh, who is in a stake with you. If you're married with kids, then yes, you have to be less, you know, uh, capricious, lo- less uh, risk taker. Mm-hmm. You have to be more responsible. You have to count uh, and and study your steps very, very, very well. But I'm not married. I don't have any kids, so it's different in my case. Yeah. And failure to me is actually not taking those steps and not going for those opportunities and not making these changes. Okay. Failure to me is staying in the same place for a very, very, very long time. Failure to me is uh, looking at money when making such decisions, how much I'm going to pay, how much is going to be. And, the, and this is failure because money, the more money you make, you have to know that your life is being taken away from you somehow. And this is failure because yeah. it affects you in the long run with a big bank account, but uh, your health will be affected you will find yourself not very knowledgeable except in whatever you've been doing every day. Right. And you will lack the understanding and the, the emotional uh, intelligence because you haven't mixed enough with enough people. You haven't experienced life enough. And you become very good in the office or in the job you do, but mm-hmm. in other things, no. So this is failure to me. Not so playing it safe is Playing failure. it very safe, it's playing it very in uh, uh, in the box, being in the box. Mm. So I deal with failure in a I I look at it in a different way. I don't look at it how society look at it. Society think when you are 30, you have to be manager and you have to have a great car and you have to be married with kids and you have to have a house already. I don't <laughs> think then, then yes, then yeah. you know you're a failure if you don't have these things. Yeah. Uh, so it's me, my perception of failure is how I, the way I deal with failure. It's a state of mind. There is no failure. Okay. No, I think that's, that's a very good point to make. Because who decides what's failure? Well, who, who, who can decide? You Only you can decide. And uh, that's it. Again, the way I look at failure is the way I deal with failure. My perception of failure. Your state of mind. Very cool. Okay, so then let's not look at failure. Um, When you're, when I mean, in your life, when when you do something and you don't feel like you're getting the results you want or that you think you deserve, what do you do then to keep you kind of going? No expectations. Mm -hmm. You have to do things because you feel it without really counting a lot the benefits you're going to get or how much money you're going to make or how it's going to serve me or what's in it for me. or yeah. Because in reality, everything you do has an effect right. and an impact, and it will come back to you. So you don't have to worry. You yeah. have to know that this is something that represents you. Again, honesty, being honest with yourself, being mm. honest with people around you. Uh, so again, I don't think a lot. But once I've done the thing and seen the result, I make the best out of it. Mm. And then if it really did not serve me, I will just simply not repeat it. I will will do it in a different way. But I won't think about it and regret it and say, why I should have done it. Yes, you can reevaluate it. 
but not too much because just move on. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the best thing to do. You don't yeah. spend so much time thinking, I should have done it in a better way, blah, blah, blah. Think it for a while, then move on. So again, no expectations. Yeah. That helps a lot. And uh, you do something that you know you will not hurt anyone yeah. uh, doing it and something that you don't accept, you accept to happen to you, then you can do it. Like, for example... Uh, Let's talk about what I do, which is promoting some destinations or some product or some restaurants. I simply go for things that I believe mm. that I like and mm. I would go for and I would eat or travel to. I will never promote something that even if they pay me, even if uh, I have a great opportunity, that will result in uh, others making bad decisions, going mm. there and not enjoying or something. Right. So you, you, so you there's have a level of like authenticity and authenticity. believing in what you do. Absolutely. And if you believe in what you do, then you can stand by it. And if it doesn't work out, well, at least you were kind of true to yourself. True to yourself. You haven't hurt anyone. Yeah. You haven't lied to anyone. Because minimum, if you get somebody telling you, thank you for doing this, it helped me, then it's good. It's, yeah. You don't have to question why I've done it. No, that makes sense. In right. my interview with Leon Qadoumi, which uh, should have aired last week, uh, we spoke about the same thing about, you know, you learn from your failures or you learn from your mistakes and you move on. Don't sit and wallow no. in the failure. Because or again, what is a mistake? What yeah. is failure? Yeah, no, we think too much. Right? It might not be a mistake. It's never a mistake. As long you as you're alive. You at least learn something from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're alive, as long as just go on yeah. because it will either be fixed along the way yeah. or it will not, which is no point of thinking about it. Yeah. So it's very... Either way. Yeah. No, that's true. Okay, so then... In terms of the long view, what helps you stay focused on the long view and not on the instant gratification and the easy wins that you want right now? So, you know, that keeps you focused when, you, when things are not necessarily going your way or let's say even when things are going your way. What helps you focus on that long journey? You know what I mean? Uh, knowing that anything that you do will hunt you one day. Okay. You do things thinking that, oh, my God, I'm doing the right thing now. I'll make a quick cash or it's okay to talk bad about this person so mm-hmm. that they take me instead of her or him. And then, But one day you will think about it and it will stay in your head, you know, even if you don't yeah. get the punishment. But it will come to your mind and you will say, how did I do that? And it will stay there. It will make you feel bad. So I don't have pressure. I make mm-hmm. sure I don't have pressure to be like anyone mm-hmm or to make quick cash because everyone is making quick cash, or to take this opportunity because they are taking... I look at my path only. Mm. I don't look at... I don't believe in competition. We are in a world where competition is really primitive Mm. and backward and very um, uh, irrelevant and uh, does not serve us in any way. Because now there is a room for everyone and there are so many specialties required... There, is, uh, there are so many jobs required, and in each of those jobs, they need the specialists. Mm. So there is a room for everyone. Okay. You know what I mean? So I don't have to say, I want to catch up with this person. I want to be with this. I build my unique brand, and I build my unique services that I provide, mm-hmm. and then sit and enjoy. I don't feel that uh, I have to quickly do this or quickly do that because somebody will be there before me. Okay. If you yeah. build your own uh, brand, again, be honest to yourself because this is the only one you become unique. Mm. Each one of us is unique, but you have to reflect it and you reflect it when you be yourself. Yeah. Once you start copy someone, you are going into competition with that one yeah. and you are shooting yourself in the foot. So uh, moving to the next question, was there an important point in your journey that made you feel um, that, you know, 
that, yes, I am doing the right thing and this is worth it? People. The people I'm getting exposed to. Uh, you know, when you are on social media, you have a public account. People start seeing you, mm-hmm. recognizing your face, seeing what you do. And since the beginning, I came across uh, amazing people, mm. ha- uh, very uh, high caliber, educated, interesting. Uh, most of them are with stories. Most of them are with career. And this made me think I'm doing the right thing because, you know, you do some things or you get a job and you see that you are being mixed with the wrong crowd. Mm. Your colleagues, your manager is the toxic. Uh, and then the people that you work with, the, 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 the field or the industry that you're in. And for me, in social media, it's the followers that you meet, right. the audience, and then your co- your the other influencers that sometimes you have to work with. Yeah. And then you've got the business people that hire you or want to work with you or the brands that work. So those three uh, different categories of people you encounter as social media influencer or social media uh, public figure. And in my case, all of them are amazing. Mm. Um, But was there like one moment where that like happened that you were like, okay, no, I am like doing the right thing. When those people thank me, when they say you're doing great, you're helping us, we're very happy that there is someone authentic, honest, tell us where to go every weekend to Mm. eat or where to travel on holidays. And and we we know that he's not lying and he's not exaggerating. And we go and our weekend is not spoiled and our trip uh, that we spend money on is not spoiled. Mm -hmm. So this is not, uh, it sounds very... uh, like, uh, you know, very, no, no, but, I but it is important because yeah. those people, they go for their honeymoon. They go there for, for, their for uh, anniversaries uh, to take their kids to have great holidays after a long year of hard work. Yeah. And after a long week of hard work, they want to go to a nice restaurant in the weekend or staycations. So I'm happy that I'm a reliable source mm-hmm. and they trust me and they like my taste. So uh, the, the, and this comes from my hospitality yeah. uh, background. When people are happy. Because of a service I provided, I feel great. I feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And the more I get those people telling me thank you, the more I feel I'm doing the right thing. Um, Of course, when I see people leaving at their office at nine, I feel, wow, great. I am doing the right (laughs) thing. (laughs) That as well. (laughs) I'm going to a hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my office is some lobby in some five-star hotel. (laughs) Sit, order coffee, but still have to write emails and reports and uh, read uh, papers and uh, answer to clients and send invoices so i'm going back to office work (laughs) the difference is yeah yeah you're doing it in a different way i was going to ask you what are the things that keep you motivated but i feel like you kind of already answered that question um what would you say are the biggest lessons that you want to pass on to others from is there anything that you haven't mentioned that you yes a lot of the things that we are afraid of uh, are illusion. They're mm-hmm. not true. Ninety percent of whatever you're scared of yeah. will not happen to you. Yeah. Even the ten percent, maybe. So other things will happen, but <laughs> <laughs> if you can't think of them, then it's fine. Yeah. So a lot of people think that they give, they take their, their they take themselves and they take career mm. and business too seriously. Right. And that's because of the movies they've been watching and the, the culture and the, 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 the work culture that we've been told that you should be competitive, you should be number one, you should be the best, you should be this, you should mm. be that. 
don't take things too seriously because they are not serious. Yeah. Yeah. You will realize they are not serious when in, in a day uh, after seven years work, your manager asks you to leave or uh, uh, you become sick and uh, you can't do this job anymore. Right. And, you know, then you know that, oh, what have you, it's not don't take it too seriously. Don't hurt other mm-hmm. for career. Right. Or for because this is not success. This is very this is failure. Right. Because this is insecurity, this is fear, and and um, uh, if you're looking for my, uh, happiness mm-hmm. with that uh, through money, through success, through position, you will not find it. Okay. You will not find it. So uh, it's just a matter of time when you will find you will realize that. Right. So we've been talking a lot about career, uh, but when it comes to instant gratification. Uh, realistically speaking, it, it affects us in all parts of our life, in our personal relationships, in our personal development when we're working out, when we're working on ourselves, and what have you. So it's not just about kind of the career aspect. Um, what have you learned from this, like from your journey that could be translated into other parts of your life other than career? People, how I treat people, how people treat me, how you have to be patient with people. Because I meet a lot of people okay. because of this career. Uh, because of social media and because of the hospitality. Mm. And then, again, I learned not to take everything seriously. Okay. Not to take everything personal. Right. Not to think that I'm being targeted, that I'm that this person is not respecting me. Uh, and because the more exposed you get to people, the more you, these situations happen to you. Yeah. And with time, you realize... Why I think it's you know it's not about me. This person has an issue, or he does that to everyone. And so I learned a lot that uh, people action and words uh, is uh, are not things that I should take seriously right. or personal. Okay. You know, you have to look at them and and just understand them and and know when to react to them. You have mm. to learn to be uh, to take action, not reaction. I know you you this is a cliche, but it's true. Yeah. We react a lot. And uh, because of inexperience, because we are not experienced, because we're not exposed enough to people mm. uh, because of our lifestyle, especially in this region. We're just exposed to our family, then the school, then in university, the same thing. Unlike other uh, cultures where they start working at age 15, yeah. 16 to provide for their university. In summers, their parents send them to jobs. Yeah. So we have no experience with people. So you see people who are 25, 30, they are senior in their jobs and they're like kids. So I think this is what I got from my career uh, uh, experience in people and yeah. how I manage people and how I handle them and their complaints and their expectations and all this, which is not very easy, by the way. But what I love about kind of the the red thread or the message that I am hearing in a lot of your answers is this sense of stop taking yourself seriously, stop taking life so seriously. Denny Matis, what kind of thing? Yes. Like just kind of relax and live your truth and be yourself live and your things well Mishari, a lot out. of the why people are angry and why people are sensitive uh, i mean in a negative way the yeah. sensitive as as uh, as ag- easily agitated not it's sensitive as understanding of yeah. others because they're not living the way they want yeah. and when you don't live the way you want when you don't and i'm not talking about total freedom crazy let's go spend uh, sleep on the beach for like uh, no i'm i mean the basic things. Yeah. It's basic to be free to wear whatever you want. Uh, almost, again, we're taking consideration. <laughs> that it's, it's basic to, to experience something you want to experience. It's ba- yeah. basic to want to travel now and yeah. experience a destination. But a lot of people are not because their parents are controlling, because they are 
yeah. afraid of society and what the society will say. The peer pressures yeah. their friends because they're not trained to do that. You yeah. know, uh, it's it's. Uh, I heard in Holland, uh, they've done uh, around the world a survey, and Dutch teenagers. Uh, turned out to be the happiest teenagers in the world. And that's because of how the school and the parents raised them. They raised them to make their own choices, yeah. not tell them what to do. Yeah. I mean, so that's why they're very happy. A lot of, I, uh, there's so many people I know who their parents chose their university major for them. So their like, life partners. <laughs> <laughs> and their life partners. <laughs> Imagine who you're going to be with for the for rest of your life. Who you're going to marry. Yeah. yeah like, and not just be with, do things with and travel with and eat with and have b- b- kids with. doesn't make sense. Okay, you direct them, you guide them. <clears throat> I'm not saying total freedom, mm. again, or abusing, but train them. See, yeah. in Holland, they said they train them to make the right choices, uh, but eventually they make that choice. Right. And uh, that's why here around us and in many parts of the world, you find these angry people. I've realized it is because they're not living the way they want. Mm-hmm. So the more you do what you want, live the way you want, the less you will, small things will uh, affect you. You'll be yeah. always happy and your worries will be legitimate. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have illegitimate worries that are not really worrying, that are not really because they are they, they need this small thing to cry from because yeah. they're already under pressure. Yeah. Not happy, burdened by doing and living the way that they don't believe in and don't want. You know, no, lying lying and acting is very tiring. Okay. Um so here's a question for you. These are now questions not necessarily related to uh, instant gratification, but That's since fine. you brought up culture, let's uh, let's talk about that. What is the part of the culture you grew up in that you carry with you always? Being late sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, on time today. You were on time But uh, I take my time, unfortunately. And that's not only my culture. That's also me. Uh, I'm someone who likes to take his time, kind of. And few things make me run and, okay, let's go, you know. And that's not good, really. I want to be uh, very, very punctual. Uh, okay, what's the part I, I'm not of that your... bad, by the way, but yeah, yeah. What's the part of your culture that you love that you carry with you always? People. How we treat people. How mm. uh, there is no a lot of formalities between people. Like right. Kuwait is very, and you know, you're from yeah. Kuwait as well. We are very uh, open and we are very welcoming and we like chit-chatting with strangers yeah. and we like complaining if we don't like something <laughs> and we like uh, expressing our feelings and we like, uh, we are very outspoken and, and I like that to mm-hmm. some degree. I'm controlling it now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, work on the dosage <laughs> and, and, and the frequent. But I like that we, we our culture is not about uh, staying calm, not expressing your feelings, not expressing uh, your opinion. And uh, it is something I like about where I come from. Yeah, no, that's true. We're very expressive as a people. Uh, and what is the quality you most value in the people you keep around you? Genuine, uh, genuinity. They have to be very genuine. Okay. There is no reason. Once I feel somebody is uh, uh, feels that there is a necessi- necessity to lie or mm-hmm. or act, even if their intention is good, mm-hmm. you know, they don't mean. I it's a red flag for me. Okay. Because a relationship, friendship, love, marriage, uh, even uh, partnership in business mm-hmm. is supposed to be uh, based on total transparency. Once. Uh, uh, that is not the case, then you have to quickly reconsider why I'm 
a friend with this person or why I'm with this person or why. Uh, there is no reason. There shouldn't be any reason to make you hide something from your friends or your... Once there is that reason, then you are with them for another reason, not for the friendship. You want something or they want something from you. Right. Uh, and it's not... Uh, it's not. Then it's, there is no point. You're wasting okay. your time or putting yourself in risk. Okay, good answer. So honestly, honest, honesty and genuineness and, and uh, total openness, you know. Okay. And so the last question. What makes Why? you... I'm happy. I'm enjoying. <laughs> I'm enjoying it I too. Like but I, I, mean, I feel like go. I'm in a session uh, <laughs> with a psychiatrist, and I'm really telling you everything. Well, then you'll love this question. What makes you happy? Uh, you know what? Honestly, honestly, I'm not showing off, but I'm happy as long as I'm not unhappy. You know, like I'm happy okay. all the time because I really look at the good things around us i i look at the glass half full okay. never half empty and i i'm so ashamed of complaining mm. i'm so ashamed when i see what's happening in the world to others in other countries uh, the wars the, the 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 natural catastrophes the uh, the uh, poverty the, the 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 expensive cities around the world people having to work 24/7 to yeah. have a decent life even in peaceful countries and yeah. in very developed uh, countries uh, without mentioning names but there are countries that are very developed very peaceful but to have a nice life you have to work 24/7 mm. yeah okay uh, when i see all those horrible things happening around us Countries that are being affected from environment issues because of the factories. You know, there are countries where you can't breathe. Yeah, Not, yeah. Delhi is polluted. You can't even jog. Yeah, China, yeah. you can't even... Okay, they have nice place. You have to hide away from the city. You run, go three, four hours to have a good air to breathe. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you'll get cancer in a few years. Why complain? Okay. No, we look good. like... Kids, not even kids. Even kids don't <laughs> complain. Even kids complain from legitimate things. Yeah. So I'm happy because... If I'm not happy, then I'm ungrateful, I'm ignorant, and I'm uh, insensitive to my world. I'm not seeing the reality. That's there an amazing no answer. Reason. There is yeah. no reason. I mean, look at what's happening. Don't you see what's happening around the world? Yeah. And they come and complain from, my boss shouted at me. I need more uh, money for my salary. Stupid things. I'm not saying don't ask, ask, but you don't have to be sad about it or angry or yeah. just resign. Just don't <laughs> bug me with your problems. So Amazing. I'm happy because there are so many reasons why we should be happy and very few why we shouldn't, if any. I think there is no reason why we shouldn't. As long as you're healthy, yeah. even if you are sick, it's fine to be sick. Just deal with it. Okay. No, that's an amazing answer. There is no reason why you shouldn't be happy, I think. All right. So thank you so much, Dal, for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you, you have so been much. an amazing guest. Habib, thank you so much. You too. I'm really um, enjoying this. My first podcast. So proud. <laughs> so where can people find out more about you online? My Instagram account, okay. which is my name, dot my family name, Talal.alrashid, with the AD at the end. Okay. And uh, Snapchat as well, same, without the dot, Talal Rashid. Um, soon my YouTube channel will be launched so they can register now on my YouTube they can subscribe amazing uh, my YouTube channel and uh, what else they can find yeah cool yeah that's it All right. For now. So, too much already <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to everyone for listening <clears throat> I love your comments and messages so keep them coming 
Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, or wherever you're listening. We'll be releasing a new episode every week. And if there are any subjects or topics that you think we should cover or any questions you have, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mishari Alanazi. Links are in the episode description for both me and Talal. Bye, guys, and stay safe. Thank you.